We're going to turn in God's Word, uh, this time uh, reading from Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, and we're going to read from verse 46 down to verse 52. That's Mark, chapter 10, verse 46 down to verse 52, and we're going to read about the time Jesus heals a blind man named Bartimaeus. Let's read God's Word together this morning. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Amen. And may God bless to us the reading of His holy word this morning. I wonder if there's moments in your life where you have encountered something or maybe someone and you have been left transformed. Your life has never been the same again. Sometimes that can be a positive thing that's happened, or sometimes that's also a negative thing. Actually, there's something that happens, a moment that actually it shapes us and we're never the same. But there are positive things that happen. We, we meet people, you know, and actually we, we're just, we're forever changed after um, their, 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 their presence um, being made known to us. We, we, we know them and, and actually we're, we're, we're different. We, we change. And actually this morning what we have is an encounter that, that changed a, a man's life forever. He was never the same again. He encountered Jesus and he was forever changed. Jesus and his disciples have left Jericho, and they're heading to Jerusalem. Now, that's about a 21-mile journey. And on their journey, we read that they meet this man named Bartimaeus. What are we told about this guy? Well, we're told who his dad was. We're told that he was blind. We're told that he was a beggar. We're told that he was sitting by the roadside outside of the city. Think about it for a moment, how hard it would have been for Bartimaeus. Can you imagine being blind? Imagine even now the, the challenges in your day-to-day life. If you, if you didn't have the, the, you, the, your ability to see, I know folks who, 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 are, who are blind. Some are born, born blind and some, you know, they, they've gone blind through life. And, and the difficulties that that brings, the challenges every day that they are met with and that are presented to them because they can't see. And as hard as it is now, could you imagine all those years ago, thousands of years ago, what that would have been like for someone like this poor man? Sitting by the roadside, there was no support networks, there was no guide dogs, there was none of the blessings that we know now for those people who struggle with, with vision and who don't have it. He, this guy depended upon 
the grace and the generosity of people who were merely passing him by. Who were merely passing him by. Maybe chucking him a bit of scrap food every so often. Maybe chucking him a coin every so often. But this guy survived by begging outside of the city. Depending upon the grace and generosity of those who were passing him by. And actually, this man is so unimportant to this society that he lived in that actually he spent his time outside the city gates. That's where Jesus sees him when he's leaving the city. This guy is sitting at the city gates outside of the city. And imagine as he sits there and as he hears people passing him by every day, that's all he had to do, wasn't it? was to listen into the, the voices that were going by. And as the voices would go by, this man, I'm sure, would beg. That's what he was, he was a blind beggar. He would call out, you know, any, any spare change, pal? Have you, have you got anything to give me? Anything that you can support me with? And this guy depended upon hearing people pass. Can you imagine sitting there day by day, you know, listening to the conversations that take, pla- pa- that take place as people passed this man? And I'm sure, and I'm pretty confident in saying this, that some of those conversations obviously revolved around this Jesus guy who was on the scene. Because Bartimaeus knew something of who Jesus was. And we'll get to that in a minute. We read all elsewhere in the scriptures that the fame of Jesus began to spread. People began to speak about what this guy was doing, what this man was doing. This Jesus guy, he's, he's changing lives. He, he's doing things. He's raised Lazarus. He, he feeds the hungry. He, he, he brings um, healing to people who have, who have leprosy and, and, and who have um, the ability not to walk. And amazing things. That's what this Jesus guy is doing. And imagine Bartimaeus sitting there. And I know if that was me and I, I was hearing people talk, I'd be thinking, oh, if only Jesus passed by me. If only one day he left the city of Jericho and I was sitting there begging that day. If only Jesus would come to me and maybe he'd be able to help me. Maybe he'd be able to do some of the stuff that he's doing for other people. Maybe he'd be able to do it for someone like me. Imagine if Jesus could heal me as well. Let me read this beautiful phrase in verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus, he's heard, he's hearing people talk. It's his day. It's what's happened. Try and place yourself in the middle of what's going on. You're hearing the hustle and bustle of the, of the city. You're hearing the hustle and bustle of people coming and going and the trading and the chats and maybe even the arguments and the bickering. And I thought you packed the sandwiches. No, you told me you packed the sandwiches. You, all these different conversations that would be taking place. And then Bartimaeus, when he heard it was Jesus who was passing by, everything changes. Friends, so often... The church is known for what we are against. So often people know us for the things that we oppose. They know us for the things that we shouldn't do. And 
rightly saw that we shouldn't do and rightly saw that we should stand against and rightly saw that we, we teach that there's a different way to live and we want to live with the Scriptures and live what the Scriptures tell us. I, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, we should chuck all these things away. That's not what I'm saying. But often the world knows us for being people who stand against stuff. But friends, God is so good. He's so beautiful. And he transforms lives. And he changes people. And he does miracles. And he provides. And he cares. And he loves. And he brings peace and hope. And he fills us with his presence. And could you imagine what it would begin to look like if our community began to speak of the things that that God can do for us? Not just the things that we oppose as grumpy old church members who gather. You know, and, and that's how often the world pictures us that we gather with dust on us. That really, I'm telling you, that's what people think of us. That we're boring, legalistic people. And maybe sometimes we've actually given that impression. But actually imagine if the world and the, our community, imagine if our parish began to hear of the things that God is doing in this place. Not just the things that we don't like and the things we disagree with, but actually the good news stories that are happening. The people who have struggled for years with anxiety and fear that, you know, since they began to spend time in God's presence and being around Christians and sitting under God's word, that something's lifted from them. That there's a sense of peace now that they've experienced as they've began to turn towards Jesus that they've never known before. And I know that some of your experiences here. I know it. You've told me. Families who have had the, the worst and the, the hardest bereavements over the last number of years and the struggles that we've gone through. Do you know what? It's been such a hard season for us as a church. But yet we're still standing here. And actually, we can still smile this morning. Not because there's anything good in of us, but because the joy of the Lord is our strength. That even in the midst of the heartache and the misery, that we know that God's been here and He's carried us through every step of the way and He is continuing to do so. That God has been here and He's carried us and His peace has guarded our hearts. And again, I know that that has been many of our experiences, and even in this very moment, that you would say, yes, Norman, I fully agree. I know that is the case. Imagine if the world began to hear those things. Why wouldn't they want to be here? Who wouldn't want a part of that? Those good news stories. People who've gone through illnesses and, and who are continuing to go through cancer treatment and things like that, and yet they still gather to worship, knowing the hope that they have, that I have no fear of death because of Christ? Who wouldn't want that? People who have seen answers to prayer that we didn't even know possible. People experiencing God in a real and tangible way. Families being transformed. Imagine if the community on the east end of Glasgow began to hear those good news stories. I promise you, People would want to be part of that. Not just for the things that we're against, but actually the things that God is doing in our midst. And that's exactly what happened with Bartimaeus. 
He'd heard of who Jesus was. He'd obviously heard what he'd done, and he heard that Jesus was passing by. What Jesus, the Jesus who's given sight back to people, the Jesus who's fed thousands of people with just very little stuff, Jesus who's done all all these amazing miracles, you mean he's passing by me right now? And obviously, Bartimaeus wasn't Scottish, and obviously, Bartimaeus certainly wasn't a Presbyterian because he begins to shout, Jesus! Jesus, where are you? This guy's blind. He depends upon what he can hear and his voice. Jesus, if you're there, come to me. Draw near to me. I don't know where you are. I can't see you, but I'm hearing you've passed by. And he begins to shout and shout and shout. So much so, verse 48, that many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. Bartimaeus, shut up. Why? You're being such a pest. You're being a nuisance. We're having a nice jaunt to Jerusalem here. We don't need you disrupting us and being a breach of the peace and shouting in the midst of what's going on. As Joel said to me yesterday, shut your yapper. (laughs) They rebuked him. They told him to be silent. And he could have been. And if he'd listened to the crowd he would have missed out on what God had in store for him. But he doesn't listen to the crowd because actually he knows who is passing by. And he shouts all the more, Jesus, Jesus, I need you. Where are you? Jesus, come to me, please. He knew that that one encounter with Jesus would change everything. He knew that if Jesus heard his voice, that maybe Jesus would draw near and change his life. And he begins to shout all the more. And I think that this very moment with Bartimaeus is a real picture of faith in action. We live in a world that is tangible. We, we depend upon the things that we can see and the things that we know and that we can touch and we can feel. And you think of Thomas who doubts the resurrection of Christ and he says, well, I'm not going to believe that unless I can put my hand in his side and in, his, in the nail-pierced hands and I'm, I'm not for that. And Jesus draws near to Thomas in grace, and Thomas believes. And Jesus says, you know, you've believed because you've seen, but blessed are those who have faith. Blessed are those who believe in me and who will never see me. That was Bartimaeus. But friends, that's us as well. Because we depend not on sight, but on faith. And maybe, just maybe, we need to let go of the things that we have been holding on to and the things that we think we need and we depend upon, and we'll get to that in a minute. And maybe we need to take a leaf out of Bartimaeus' book. We've heard that Jesus is passing by. Why aren't you calling for him? Why aren't you shouting for him? Because he's there. He's passing by. 
Bartimaeus couldn't see it with his own eyes, but he heard it. He, he knew that something was taking place. And see the hunger that he had. He, he, he continued all the more to shout out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And, and like I said, Bartimaeus knew something of who Jesus was because Son of David is an Old Testament title for the, the Christ, for the Messiah, for God's chosen and anointed one who was coming. Have mercy on me. What a request. And the, the, the experiences that, that he had known all his life were probably oppositions and, and barriers. He'd been at them. He'd gone through them. He'd lived his life going through barriers and opposition and challenges. This man had known barrier after barrier. And now when Jesus was actually near, was he going to let the crowd silence him? Absolutely not. He cried, cried out and called out all the more. Why? Because he knew the worth of the one who was passing by. Do you know the worth of Jesus this morning? He knew the transformation that Jesus could bring. And may we never become a stumbling block and get in the way of people. And Lord, forgive me for the times that I have acted the way that this crowd have. And, and, and I have done that. I've been the stumbling block. I've tried to quench and I've tried to squash. But what we see here is actually that, that, that Bartimaeus, if he had listened to the crowd, he would have missed out on Jesus. Does he let the crowd deter him? No, because he knows the worth of the man who is near. Never let anyone put you off Jesus. If you know how much he is worth, it is worth the comments, it is worth the looks, he is worth the rude remarks, he is worth the people that will desert you and abandon you and the names you will be called. Jesus is worthy of all those things. And Bartimaeus teaches us that. He calls out all the more. And he teaches us something that is so key and so important when it comes to faith. A principle that each one of us would do well to learn and apply in our life. And that, that is the principle and the quality of perseverance. How many of us have called out the first time and then stopped? Bartimaeus doesn't do that. He continues to call out to Jesus. He teaches us that perseverance is important. Keep on knocking. Keep on searching. Keep on seeking after Jesus. We read in the Bible that God says, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. I enjoy playing hide and seek with my boys. It's a good game. It's good fun. But I don't play to win. I'd beat them, hands down. I know all the best places to hide in the house. I could go into the loft and they'd never find me. But actually... I, I hide in the most obvious of places. I stand behind the curtains. They can see my feet. And as they run in, you, oh, daddy, I can see you behind the curtain. I don't play to win. It's the, the joy and the, the thrill and the, the excitement of, of the anticipation of, of them finding me. It's a delight. God is the worst at hide and seek. He says, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. If you've not found him, I guarantee it's because you're holding on to something and you aren't seeking after him with all your heart. When you, he gives us a promise, when you seek after me with everything that you have, with all of your heart, you will find me. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, keep on calling. 
And Jesus hears the second time. And he says, call him, and they do. And look at what Bartimaeus does in verse 50. He throws off his cloak. He throws it away. And he gets up, and he, he sprang up and came to Jesus. I think that cloak is something that each one of us needs to have a look at in our own lives. What is your cloak? For Bartimaeus, this would have been such a valuable possession that he had. It would have kept him cool in the heat of the day. It would have kept him warm in the cool of the night. It would have helped him to beg as people threw things on. They probably threw onto this cloak that he had. It was a valuable possession, but it was also symbolic of the life that he had been living. And he throws it all away in faith. I don't need this anymore because I know that Jesus is going to do something for me. What is your cloak? What are the things that you're holding on to? And I think some of us, if we're true, we're holding on to the old things, we're holding on to the old ways of life, just in case this Jesus stuff doesn't work out. That isn't faith. That isn't seeking after him with all of our hearts. Imagine if, if, if Bartimaeus had said, right, someone, will you look after my begging spot? Because I might be back here, and I need to keep this cloak just in case I do go to Jesus and things don't work out. That's not faith. But what we see is faith in action. He springs up and he ran, runs away from his begging spot. Who knows how long he'd been there for? He chucks away his cloak, which is symbolic of all the things and the ways of his old ways of life. And off he goes to Jesus. And I said that Bartimaeus depended upon the grace and generosity of passers-by. Well, the greatest of people the most generous of people, the most gracious of people was passing by in this very moment, Jesus himself. And Bartimaeus depended upon the grace and generosity of this man whose name is Jesus. And as he goes to Jesus, and we're bringing things to a close this morning, as he goes to Jesus, Jesus asks him, what will I do for you? How would you respond to that? Imagine if God said to you, right, Whatever you want, I'll do for you. What do you want me to do for you? And he asks for his sight. Let me recover my sight. Let me see. And I think, if we're honest, that many of us, and we, we know people who've done this, and maybe even we've been guilty of it ourselves, that we've done 50% of what Bartimaeus does. We're okay with coming to Jesus for our, our requests. We've come and we've said those prayers. We've asked for help in times of trouble. And he's delivered us and we've known that. And But that's it. And that's the end of the relationship that we have with him. But praise be to God that that isn't the end of Bartimaeus' relationship with Jesus. Jesus gives him his sight back. And we read in verse 52, immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Please, please, please don't treat God like a vending machine. Absolutely, we come to him with our prayers and our petitions and the things that we need help with and our requests. Absolutely, and he loves it when we do. But he wants us to follow him. We want, he wants us to be like Bartimaeus and followed him on the way. How could he not? This man had just changed 
Bartimaeus' life. Just as we close, we think we're giving everything up to follow Jesus. That's what it looked like for Bartimaeus. He'd given up his begging spot. He'd given up his cloak. It looks like we give up everything to follow Jesus. And maybe that's the fear we have that I can't let go of this stuff. What if it doesn't work out? But here's the reality. Even though he chucked his cloak away, even though it looked like Bartimaeus was giving up everything, he was actually gaining everything. Because God blessed him. He got his sight back and he followed Jesus. And friends, we don't know that Christ is all we need until Christ is all that we have. But what does this miracle and life-altering moment for Bartimaeus, what does it teach us about Christ? Because the danger is to get distracted by the miracles, isn't it? That is the danger that we get distracted with the signs and wonders, which absolutely I want to see and absolutely we want to see happen in this place. But we don't want them to distract us from who Jesus is. What do we learn about Jesus? That he has the power to give sight to the blind simply by his word. And we see from this encounter, what we're taught is that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the Christ. He is the one that we've all been waiting for. Isaiah 61, and later on in the Gospels, Jesus stands in the temple and he reads from the scroll of Isaiah. We read these words that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Christ, Jesus, he is the one that we've been waiting for. He is the one who will change our lives. If we simply call out to him in faith and give him everything that we have and seek after him with all of our hearts, he will never disappoint. And absolutely, there's a physical thing that happens here but there's a spiritual dimension to this as well. And we're going to conclude by singing a hymn in a few moments. The wonderful hymn, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was blind, but now I see. Friends, can you say that this morning? Can you say, I once was blind, but actually I called out to Jesus and the scales from my eyes, the scales from my heart, they've fallen away. And I follow him now. And he never disappoints. And he never lets us go. And actually, we don't know that Jesus is all that we need until Jesus is all that we have. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this encounter that we read in Scripture, for the transformation that you bring to this blind beggar Bartimaeus. Lord, we thank you for the faith that you gave him to call out and to continue to call out. And Lord, we pray this morning that as we draw our service to a close, that you would give us a fresh touch of your amazing grace. That as we sing this hymn, Lord, let it be a prayer. And maybe even it's the first time that we pray it. Lord, let me experience your amazing grace. Lord, I know I'm lost. Find me. I know I'm spiritually blind. Lord, give me sight. Lord, let it be so. For we ask these things in your precious name. Amen.